Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dream Big Podcast, where we are discussing topics that focus on developing today's youth into right now leaders. The Dream Big Podcast is hosted and produced by scholars in the Leap to College Foundation, a 501c3 organization that creates and supports programs that directly achieve positive outcomes for underrepresented students by improving high school graduation rates and college acceptance through the educational enrichment activities, internships, mentoring, community engagement, leadership development, and parental involvement. My name is Zion Covington, one of the podcast team members and a rising ninth grader at Bishop McNamara High School. I am so excited to welcome back our listeners to our podcast. As a quick plug, we invite all of our listeners and supporters to connect with us further at our website, www.leaptocollegefoundation.org, and LEAP is spelled L-E-E-P, and various other social media sites. Our Instagram, LEAP to College Foundation, Inc., again, LEAP is spelled L-E-E-P, and the YouTube, L2C Dream Big. In today's episode, you will hear from our guests, Larcy Douglas and Ben Trong, and on ways to be civically engaged in your communities, becoming a leader and making a difference. Larcy is the director of Common Power, a nonprofit organization in Seattle, Washington, that's committed to civic action and a just and inclusive democracy for everyone especially for the next generation of leaders. Ben is a program coordinator for Common Power. In addition to our guests, we have our podcast team, Elena Rowe, Zion Covington, me, Cindy Steele, and Fran Wakuma. We want to give a shout out to Kaylin Wright, who couldn't be with us today. We also have Christopher Wallace, one of our podcast team leads. This episode is hosted by Elena Rowe, one of our team leads in the Educational and Virtual Programs Coordinator for LEAP. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Uh, Good afternoon. Uh, My name is Elena Rowe. I am the Educational and Virtual Programs Coordinator for LEAP to College Foundation. And just to give you a little snippet, I know it's going to be in a previous introduction um, going into this podcast, of course, but um, so Leap to College was actually founded by my mom, uh, Lisa Rowe, in 2013, and it's a program that uh, supports and uh, creates programs for underrepresented students, uh, primarily in middle school and high school, but we are located in uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. And um, today we have a very special episode. Um, we're going to talking, talking about uh, civic engagement and the importance of that especially with um, young people, and especially with today, of course. And we have two uh, special guests today, so I'm very excited about that. But first, I want to kick it off with introducing our LEAP team podcast. So um, you can take away with that. Hello, everyone. My name is Christopher Wallace. I am a mentor with the LEAP to College Foundation, and I'm excited to be here once again uh, to hear all of your insight, share mine, and hopefully our listeners and viewers get uh, the information that they need to make some cool decisions in their communities. Hello, everyone. My name is Priye. 
I'm in eighth grade and I'm really excited and I'm really happy that we have some guests to teach us about civic engagement. Hello, my name is Zion Covington and I'm, I go to St. Ambrose Catholic School and I'm really excited to have this discussion with you guys. Okay, thank you all so much for that. Um, we actually have two people that are also in our podcast team, uh, Kaylin and Sydney. Um, Sydney should be coming on shortly and Kaylin wasn't able to be with us today, but um, he's with us here <laughs> in spirit. Uh, and now we have um, our two special guests today. We have Bing and uh, Larcy. So if you both introduce yourselves, that'd be great. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Larcy Douglas. I am a director at Common Power, and I run a really awesome program called Action Academy. And hopefully someday you guys choose to join that program. Elena is a grad of that program. Happy to be reconnecting with her. Go ahead, Ben. Cool. Um, my name is Ben. I'm a program coordinator at Common Power Future. And... Um, in the past, I did coordinate some of the programming for Action Academy, but now I do some civic, sorry, youth civic engagement workshops and voter registration with our partners. All right, well, thank you so much for you both introducing yourselves. It's been a very exciting conversation, of course. Um, and I do have a little um, nod here about what Common Power is, but I also, I guess you can add on whatever I, I missed. But I do have here that, you know, Common Power is actually based in Seattle. Washington, so they're three, actually three hours behind us, and it's a, a nonprofit organization that works to uh, support, foster, and amplify democracy that is right and just through civic action, community, and leadership. Did I miss, any, miss anything? That is fabulous. We are a voting rights uh, organization, and we want to make sure that everyone has access to the ballot. Definitely. That is very true, especially um, with um, our young people on here, it's very important to um, to have that, and uh, so that they know what's what's upcoming once they are eligible to vote. And even if not, then what else can they do? You know, to make sure that they're um, active in the communities, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So um, before we get jump in the conversation, I did have um, a uh, I guess a definition of what civic engagement is for our listeners. Um, so according to the American uh, Psych. Psychological Association, uh, civic engagement is an individual or collective action designed to identify and address issues uh, of public concern. So um, I did want to talk about, um, I kind of go to you, Larcy and Bing first before we go with the um, Leap Scholars and Chris um, as well. So what was your call to civic engagement uh, work and what issues are important to you? Well, I'll start with this one. Um... So I suppose my call to civic action was a little bit abrupt to me. And so like a little bit of context, in undergrad, I actually studied international um, relations. So completely different from like a civic, you know, local context, right? And then I was um, teaching abroad in Austria and my students were like, why do you live like this? Why is America so bad? Like, can you explain Trump to me? And I figured, and I was like, oh, Ooh, you know, like, how do I do that to like a bunch of 13 to 15 year olds in Austria with very limited knowledge of the political system in America, right? And the only way I could like make that connect was like to share personal stories of, uh, of living as an immigrant, 
um, trying to navigate that language barrier for my family and like learning how to even start accessing these systems that people in America have, you know, long grown up with. And then I started getting depressed myself. <laughs> I started to be like, why do I live like this? Where, um, all right, I gotta let my dad in. into the car. Okay. Um, and I started thinking, why? Why do we live like this, right? What can I do about it? And I can't do anything halfway across the world in Austria. So COVID hit, I came back and figured that I actually do have to do something for the 2020 election, whatever that may be. And joining Action Academy was step one. And just being in that space, learning what civics is and the long history of civic engagement and the different many forms that they can take beyond voting uh, really drew me to the work. All right, well, thank you uh, Bing, for that. That's very um, good. And it's really cool. I didn't know that you, um, you said you were in Austria. So that's really very interesting and how you were able to talk to 13 to 15 year olds and how that kind of sparked, sparked that within you. That's really cool. Um, what about you, Marcy? You know, my story is very similar to Ben's where I also immigrated here from a different country. Uh, I came here from the Philippines when I was about seven years old. And the Philippines isn't known to be the most democratic country. Um, we have been governed by dictators and many people today still live, you know, in a developing country or in a third world country is what many folks out there may know, um, you know, these types of countries. And it's unfortunate Um it's not that the Filipinos don't want to have a better life. It's just unfortunate that there's a government that wants to continue a system of oppression so that it can it can continue to benefit only a select few of people that in that country, which is very similar to a lot of uh, systems of oppression that we are, you know, that we see here in the United States also. Um, I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, and... There were community organizations and community groups that catered to, uh, you know, people of color and students of color. And I joined them and I was in community with many, many um, students that were either low income or, uh, you know, were immigrants themselves. And so I really found a community growing up of folks that wanted to, you know, to have like a better way of life and that we all deserve to have a better way of life. Um, thanks to the mentors and to the community organizers that, you know, reaches out to students like me and to continue to reach out to students out there that they saw the potential in my leadership, but they really invested in making sure that um, I got a chance to practice the leadership that they saw in me. Um, in many ways that you're doing so right now, Elena, where you know, you are a leader and many of the people that are on this podcast also. And we just want to make sure that you get to practice it. You get to live it and you can then form a habit out of it. Um, and so I think particularly for me growing up, um, I did see uh, folks who were leaders in my community and I did see them advocate. And I think that's a that's the key word here is advocate for me as a, as a young student, advocate for me as an immigrant and I saw that they were willing to ally themselves with me and making sure that I, you know, I didn't turn out uh, into, you know, into kind of like a, a lost cause kind of student, which, 
you know, um, many of us don't want any of that to happen out there. And there were some really good folks that were invested in many students um, in the in the community programs that I was with. Um, and so, you know, I think for me, the civic call or just the ability to advocate really came into play when I became a leader of the organization that, um, you know, that I was a part of as a, as a young student. And then after college, I was asked to come and uh, lead the organization, which was super fun and also a really profound and meaningful experience for me as I kind of develop what leadership style I really wanted to have. Um, And so that opened up a ton of different doors for me. And I really liked how I was able to advocate for other people. I really liked how I could be of service to other people. And I really liked that I was making some type of impact in making others making other people's lives, you know, a little bit better. Um, and so to me, uh, I never, I, after I realized like that is the the space I wanted to be in and that's the kind of leadership I wanted to be, I never looked back. I felt that was my sense of obligation and my responsibility to my community, to my Filipino community. And so I don't look back saying, you know, uh, I regret these things. If anything, I want more of it so that I can continue to advocate for people out there um, who can't advocate for themselves, who need allyship. Um, and so in, ho- in hearing the, the folks on this call throughout the podcast, I am pretty sure that, um, you know, many of you, if not all of you, will, 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 will journey on to that. And, and, and many of us here are looking forward to the leadership skin that you will live in. Um, And I know Elena, with her mentorship, she'll be able to, you know, to guide you along the way and such. So really looking forward to the conversations in this podcast and really looking, uh, looking forward to hearing the the, the minds and the concepts um, that you all will, will be willing to share with us here. Thank you uh, so much, Larcy, for sharing your story. Um, I especially enjoyed how you were talking about um, growing up in Tacoma, Washington, and being a part of these organizations that were uh, able to guide and help you with your leadership qualities. And now that you are a leader in your own right with common power, it's really interesting and great to see that you are still using those skills that you learned from people that mentored you. That's really important, I think, going into this conversation is that people, and young people especially, are able to have uh, mentors and guidance on the way so they can see the leaders in themselves. Thank you for sharing your background with that. I'd be interested to hear, like, what do the young um, participants on this call think about civic engagement? Like, do they even agree with that definition, you know? Because I think that's, like, a good place to start. For me, I honestly don't think I have enough opportunities to, like, practice civic engagement because of my age. So I would really like to learn about like, how can I as a young person or like people in my community who are also young practice civic engagement? Mm-hmm. Do you have a um, like a, a particular um, issue or a concern uh, create that's important to you that you think it's important for young people to, to look into? Um, the first thing that comes to my head is Black Lives Matter, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. It's a big one, for sure. What about um, you, Zion? Do you have any... Um, well, the kind of same thing. Um, do you agree with the, de- with the definition about civic engagement? Um, 
and, and or like what issue do you have like what um what issues important to you do you think that young people should um should know about i think i would like to spread like to see more people learning about civic engagement than just this off this off to the side conversation yeah that's very important to um to bring up for sure and i think that um especially young people and people like in our generation uh it's like kind of like in the, the back of our minds kind of like what what um uh, what being you were saying earlier about that uh that it was kind of you were thinking about how are you going to teach 13, 15 year olds about civic engagement when, you know, they might not be thinking about that, but I think it's important because in a few years, you know, by the time you reach 18, you can vote. So um, I think it's important to kind of definitely start thinking about that, even when you're, you know, in your early teens, uh, how, um, you know, uh, decisions in the community can impact, you know, how our, our lives are gonna go. That's really interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's like, it's never too early to want to get involved. Yeah, for sure. Now, I did have a question kind of like, would you kind of piggyback what you're saying, Brie? You say, so would you really get involved? Have you all ever been, uh, I guess, with your parents when they vote or um, kind of see how the process is like? Well, for me personally, no. I actually kind of wonder like how it goes because I know there's like, you go into this building and then you have like a ballot or something and then you write your name and stuff but they're usually just like okay I'm gonna go out to vote I'm gonna be right back and I'm like what how, like how does that even work but yeah I don't really know how the process really works but you I'll go next. um voting for me oh sorry voting for me so and my mom would always tell me the importance of voting. So I feel like, again, more people should know about the good things of voting and more people should go out to vote because it helps us as a whole, um, as the whole United States. Um, one, a good reason for voting is so we don't have a bad leadership and also, so we can just have a good united. Yeah, that's that's very good right there. <laughs> um, definitely. And um, I know for me, I think I have gone with my, uh, mostly my mom uh, with um, to voting polls. And that was really cool how it works. But it is, I know it's a, it's a process to, to get there. Yeah, like the long me. lines too. The long, like yeah. waiting in there for hours just to get in. Yep. yep. Yeah, that definitely is no joke <laughs> with uh with that. And even if you go, you know, early, it could be in a very long line. What about um you, Chris? Um, do you think um what do you what do you think of that particular definition of civic engagement and kind of what issue is uh is pressing for you? Or what issue is important to you? Uh I think the uh definition is fine. Um I think civic engagement really can be whatever it is that an individual, um, whatever motivates them, uh, whatever gives them efficacy to believe that their actions or contributions uh, can make a change, have some sort of power, have some sort of influence. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely cool with it. Um, things that are 
uh, uh, important to me. There's a lot. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot, a lot of drama going on in the streets right now, um, as uh, as many would say. Uh, I think one of the most important things is a uh, wealth redistribution. Um, that is a big um, point of uh, contention for me. Um, I don't want to influence anybody here with any of my like political views per se. So we can chat offline about that. Um, also, uh, the socialization and, uh, of men regarding like toxic masculinity, um, especially within our community, black community. Um, I think it would foster a lot more healthier communities, healthier families, healthier relationships. Um, if we study why uh, things not only just happen, but the reasonings that we kind of give them a pass or we kind of give them a, 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 a sway towards, oh, it's just nature, this is what we do, we kind of have to deal with it sort of thing. And I think if we can kind of recenter that um, and uh, reframe that conversation and reframe that uh, discussion, we can get a lot of healthy things out of that. And then um, what else is important? Um, environmental um, uh, environmental stuff is important. And I think it's more important because that's literally the most uh, issue that like I had absolutely know nothing about. The only thing I do know is that we maybe have a couple of more generations before mm -hmm. things start to get a little haywire with how we live our day-to-day -day lives. And I think that's when people will start to pay attention as well. When uh, people's day-to-day -day lives are affected, things like trash pickup, um, things like gas prices as we're, we're seeing now, um, mm -hmm. uh, the price of lumber and you know the way that we construct homes and buildings and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So I think those are my main three things, but I pay attention to a lot. I try to keep my my eyes out, my ears out on a lot, so. Yes, uh, that's definitely a, a lot to think about for sure. Um, and kind of going back to what you were saying um, about all, all these said really important issues um, of what you all are interested in looking into or what you're, you're definitely passionate about for sure. Um, so what do you think are some things um, that you all can, what do you think, I guess is more so for, um, for Larcy and um, Thingy as well. Um, what, do you, what are some things do you think um, students can do, especially like this population right here, can do um, for those issues they are passionate about, um, even if they are not of the age of voting yet? Those are really awesome questions. Can you guys hear me better now? Yes. Awesome. Okay, so I love everyone's responses to that. But the key thing that everyone has said so far is that you have to be an active participant. You have to engage. You have to do your part. So, for example, if, you know, if you're living at home and you know it's trash day and your trash can is getting full and you know that you have to take the trash out to the trash bin and then put the bin right where the trash man or the trash uh, company can pick it up, correct, right? Like that's a big process, but you know that that's the process. The, if it's trash day and your trash can inside your house is full, the trash person isn't gonna go into your house and get the trash and then take it to the truck. Like everyone has to do their part. So every single one of your comments really is about what can I do 
as an active participant in this process. And so in just like that scenario, mom or dad says, take out the trash, right? So you do, you take out the trash and then on trash day, somebody comes and gets it. So everyone, so that your trash doesn't pile up. So the point in that scenario is that, what is that process? And, and, and some folks said, you know, I don't know what that process is. I need to be educated in that process. So as long as you're getting educated in that process, you know how to engage. And what we often find is that it, there is a disconnect. A lot of people don't know how. And so that's where we come in, in Action Academy or CP Future, or what Ben is trying to do with civic education for young folks is how do we make it super simple so that you know what to do when it is time to vote. You know what it, you know what to do when it is time to go engage in your community. And so um, all of this to say is that there's plenty of organizations out there and also uh, asking your parents or your school teachers so you know what you can do to actively participate. So maybe you're not of age yet to go and vote, right? But like somebody mentioned, I know my parents do. You know somebody in your life that does vote. Go ask grandma and grandpa, go ask mom and dad, go ask an an uncle to just say, hey, what is that process of voting anyway? That is you being active. That is you being proactive. And just like we were saying about taking out the trash, that's you trying to understand what that step is so that when when it's your turn, it's going to be easy. It's going to be not as hard or not as, um, you know, not as alien to you kind of thing. And so if, if you have somebody in your life that is a voter, ask them, why did, why did you vote? What did you vote for? And those are being proactive in that process instead of just um, waiting for the time. And then all of a sudden you're learning a bunch of stuff that's brand new. Ben, go ahead and come in and totally add to this conversation because you, you've put out their high school curriculum and then it shows that once students understand what to do, they actually want to go do it, correct? I definitely agree. I also think too, um, it's kind of like civic engagement to me is broken down, it's broken down into kind of three parts. One is knowing what has happened before, right? Your history. Do you know how we got here? Do you know why it's really hard to vote in some states and not others? Like why is there long lines at the voting pools, right? Why is there enough like hours so that people can vote as easy as possible why yeah like just keep asking yourself why and then you become more aware of the different parts that you can intervene to make things better so like always knowing your history is a really good place to start the second thing I think is um, what Larcy is saying like do you actually know how the process works you know, like ask, asking people, you know, asking people who has gone through it before, why was it hard for them? What did they have to do? Why did they decide to vote on certain things and not others? So knowing how the system works, right? And I think the third thing is perhaps the most important thing to me is know why you want to do something. Because in this day and age, right, I'm sure um, all of y'all are like on multiple platforms, getting multiple streams of news, you know, you're blasted with one bad thing after another with very little good things in between, right? There's a lot of important things that you got to care about, but there's only so much of you that can be spread around to care about that thing or act on it. So really kind of like know yourself, like, what do I care about? Why do I care about it? And that is how you start becoming aware of like where you can start. For me, I was like, my advice is to look around yourself 
you see your family, see your schools, and see your friends and say, what is one thing I can do in this space that will make it a little bit better for the issue that I care about? So if you care about the environment, right, and you see your school doesn't have like a really good recycling system, is that something that you can bring up to your administration about? Is that something you can talk to your friends about? Like, hey, maybe you should recycle more, right? Instead of just throwing everything into the trash can. So start small and you start to see how easy it is to become a civic engaged, um, someone who engages civically, I mean. And then from there, the ball just kind of starts rolling because you don't have to vote to civically engage. Voting is a very important part of civic engagement. It is not the only one, right? You vote to put good people into office who you think will do good by you and your community. You vote on specific issues that you think will better the problem that you see. But that's really all that voting does, right? Voting is not advocacy, which you can do without voting. Voting is not organizing, which you can do without voting. So all of these things under civic engagement are things that you can engage in right now. I think you just have to start learning about about the problem and about yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah, those are really great uh, points that you brought up, um, especially with knowing yourself and knowing what you're passionate about, but also knowing the history of, of how, we're, how we got here, but also more importantly, I guess we could do to start small in your schools and your communities and things of that nature. Um, so kind of piggybacking off, the, off of that, um, to the students, LEAP scholars on here, um, have you seen anything in your schools, like a, a shift in your schools in terms of students taking action more with certain things? Or have you yourself taken any form of leadership, uh, maybe even, even if it's like a club or some sort of sport or anything, um, do you feel that you've taken some sort of um, leadership uh, in, in any form? Um, for me, I'm in um, SGA. So, and I feel like we this year, have been like really just trying to get um, students' opinions on things and just, because I feel like even though it's something small, a form of civic engagement can be just like talking about it with your community so you can get them involved and you can just get yourself involved too. And, and the teachers also learn a lot from you as you learn a lot from your teachers, right? So it's just like talking about it with people is the first step to a lot of things. Uh, Sydney or Zion, are you guys involved in anything um, in your schools that kind of, um, that you're in a, a leadership? Uh... Well, I think, um, I don't know if, um, I think student council will count. Yeah, I, I'm in the student council. I'm the first and second grade representative. You said that you said that you're the first and second grade representative? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yes, yeah, that, that's really good. Um, I was also involved in uh, my school newspaper as well in college and also in um, my last year of high school was in the school magazine. That's a really cool way to get involved. You don't have to be in sort of any like leadership position in order to do that. You could just write about, you know, what's going on in your school and that could definitely spread awareness about what is happening and how hopefully some things can definitely change. And even with um, SGA and with student council, it's also really a good way to get involved um, in your school community. And you don't have to be 
be in any sort of leadership position there either. It could just be a part of a part of the conversation and um, definitely create change that way. Um, I also wanted to go into um, the kind of ties into um, this other point I have about um, social media activism versus in-person activism. It doesn't necessarily have to be activism, I guess, uh, in social media engagement versus in-person engagement. I know it's actually something that we went over um, that I remember from Action Academy from the summer last year. And um, so I do want to go into that. Um, do you all think that um, social media activism or uh, impact is as impactful as in-person? Or have you all been involved in some sort of cause or something either in-person or through social media? I think social media can definitely push the needle on the awareness factor um, because a lot of times there's a lot of things going on um, and I'm sure there are things going on that we don't even know like right now that uh, because it hasn't entered into our day-to-day -day lives or entered into our capacity to understand that um, you know we don't really know that's going on so I think social media is a great way to do that um, if within the awareness mission for whatever is being spread awareness about that they give you ways to get involved, give you ways to take action. Um, I think that's big on social media right now, just uh, being able to give commands or um, call, uh, give a call to action. Um, if it inspires people to do that, um, I definitely think it, uh, it's a effective measure to do things. Yeah, I agree that because I feel like now everyone has like some type of platform or social media. So, social media activism, it can, it's really helpful, but I feel like a lot of, a lot of change can happen if we kind of do things more in person than in social media. Yeah, I also feel that, hmm, at least to me, social media activism has a lot of pitfalls. Um, it's really easy to spread awareness of something. And I think a lot of people touched on that already. It's, however, it's very, also very easy to jump, just stop at that level, you know, like, oh, people know about it, right? And not get to the point that's really effective because what are they gonna do about it? Um, and I agree with Priya that like, there's really like, very little that you can do on social media other than to, you know, amplify what's being posted or donate if they give you like links to like you know take action and donate to a certain cause um i also think too that social media activism runs the risk of being i don't know performative right like you almost kind of like oh let me just press the forward button or let me post this up and that's like a marker of how much i care about that thing rather than like going out and trying to feel like okay what can i actually do with what i have um and my means you know and I feel like if you can merge the two, like if you're the backbone of your activism is like organizing like things that will intervene in the process or like, you know, influence the problem process-wise systematically, then social media is just like a little, a little flavor, like another way of doing that rather than the main thing that you do. So for me, it's not like an either or. I feel like you can't have an either or in this society anymore. I feel like the more you rely on social media um, as like the basis of your activism, 
um, the less effective it will be though. Yeah, and like the thing with social media is that it's a lot of things like trends occur. So it's like, um, like last month during Ukraine, it was like a lot of social media activism during that. But like now it's like a few months later, we don't really see that anymore. So I feel like, and I also remember like during summer 2020, with Black Lives Matter, there's just a lot of stuff going on that year. After a few months, people didn't really care about it anymore. So I feel like when we're in person, it's, you can see it all around you, you know? 100%. Yeah, like what is sustainable, you know? Like if you're trending, then it's like, it's like a big fire uh, and people are just going around to see the fire, right? Just taking pictures of the fire. Maybe they'll put, put out the fire. But once like there's a new fire, they fall off to that. So what is good activism to you all? You know, like how, what is your investment in, in that issue, in that cause? And how do you show it over time, right? I think like it's the more important part to me. And social media oh. to me doesn't really give you the, oh, well, sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't um, <laughs> you're good you're good um and for me like social media doesn't really give you um the the platform for such a sustained message unless you know you're you have one of those problems that have problems all the time i'll go um yeah, i think all of you oh go ahead so a way that we could you know keep really um you were right where if there's not, um, we only go on something for a few months and then it's just over. So, and social media doesn't really help with that because the, once it's over, people don't really go on old stuff. They just um, go with what's ever new. So honestly, for me, activism, um, I go on to something um, until something happens about it. So like for the Black Lives Matter, I went to protest, but um, you know, after it was over, there was no more to go to because they just stopped doing all this stuff because they just stopped paying attention to it. But yeah, that's activism for me. I think every single one of you have made a really good point about uh, you know, we have we have this really cool thing called social media or technology. And it helps us in this capacity. It helps us spread awareness. It helps us distribute the information so that more people know about it and more people can get information from it. But then we also realize the limitation of it is that after, you, after people know that there's this piece of information, and what Ben said earlier is that we don't, it doesn't provide a good enough step to tell people what to do with that information. Because we all also know that social media and technology can also be a weapon and that uh, it can distribute and disseminate false information or twisted information. So what do you do with that? And I know that's a different type of podcast but the fact that each and every single one of you is understanding that, hey, this is a cool tool to use to bring awareness and to spread this information and then understanding, making sure that this information doesn't harm 
this information is truthful and this information doesn't create um, and or perpetuate harm to people out there. And that's very tricky nowadays too, because there's many ways people interpret different types of information. Um, and maybe that could be a podcast down the road, but the fact that you're able to see this thing as a tool first is a good thing. Yeah, you also definitely brought up some really good points. Um, and I think the same thing that social media is kind of like, a, I guess, a double-edged sword. It can definitely be good for uh, some things and spreading awareness, but it's not, it's not um, doing enough in a sense where you're not actually out there. I personally have not, I've, I've gone, I guess, to a couple of protests or demonstrations. Um, my first one was actually the, um, uh, it, it was the March for, March for Our Lives in 2018 after the, uh, the, the shooting at the Parkland High, uh, Parkland High School. And um, I just remember it was a, a lot of people there, um, mostly all young people. It was really very cool to see that. Um, but then, you know, after, uh, you know, a few weeks or so, it was just, you know, another story that was just out there. And people, you know, it was very popular in social media. People were, you know, tweeting about it, Instagramming about it, um, and all this other stuff. And it was very powerful in that moment. And, um, if, you know, a few days after, but, you know, like I said, after a few weeks, it wasn't really talked about, it's moved on to another story. Um, and that's kind of, I guess, the thing with social media, things keep going really fast and you don't really have time to think about, you know, what, how can I do something in person or how, how can I like make sure that this particular story, this particular thing still lives on and hopefully that um, those things can continue to be addressed, but also hopefully fixed. Um, and so I kind of want to go into, um, go into that as well, is how can we help ourselves and um, help others kind of participate in civic engagement, um, even if it's hopefully in an in-person setting. Um, I know um, Larcy and um, Bing that you guys do obviously have the Common Power program, especially the Action Academy. Um, can you all talk about what is, I don't think you mentioned uh, it yet, but what is exactly Action Academy and um, how is it kind of, uh, how are you, talking about, you know, different issues, but also kind of doing things in person, because I know we obviously said that, you know, in person is more beneficial, but um, definitely it's, uh, there are cases we have to be virtual or, you know, um, online in a sense, but what, what kind of things is Tom Power doing in the community, um, you know, in that way? I'll chime in here really quick, if I just, I'll go ahead into the program. I actually want to ask the both of you, both Ben and Elena, you graduated from the program. You hung out with us for 12 weeks and you two described that. And how did that help? How did this knowledge program gave you both? And how did you, what did you do with that? So the program itself, it, so it's a 12 week program. We go and what Ben was saying earlier is like, how do you know what to do if you don't have the knowledge of what to do, right? So we go deep into the history. We go, we, we talk a lot about voting rights. We talk about the historical makeup of disenfranchisement, um, the political landscape. 
But most importantly about the program is that it's not just for students to just consume this information, right? Like everyone's in school and the teacher says, this is how you do your algebra. And then you have to practice the algebra and like do your homework and then, and then turn it in, right? But you're not going out into your like home and then counting all the dishes and, and doing algebraic type of formulas in your kitchen. But the program allows you to do is say, okay, here's this information. Again, let's show you the process, and then now you have the now you have the resources and the tools to go out there and do something in your community. So somebody mentioned earlier that um, they are passionate about you know how the environment is being treated right now, and they want to be able to do their part in helping the environment. Absolutely, that's a great place to start. And like Ben said, you want to be able to identify like what you. Um, love and care for and then how do you go out there and help to change it for better and so now um, we show you all of these ways that um, you know to teach people how to vote like every state is different how to vote and so we teach students like this is your state in Washington state it's different than in Maryland it's different than in Texas so we have to show you all that process and then we, we, we then provide you different ways to go practice it um, we provide you different ways to go and, and actually apply it, not just, okay, here's a piece of information, see you later, and, and best of luck. No, we walk you through it. Um, and so that's the key thing is that how do we empower you so that you can go out there and do it yourself and practice it yourself. And Ben, you've been in the program, and you, you went from a participant to a crew lead, which is a leadership position. Now you're teaching other students how to do this process and then Elena you got involved and um you know saw the program for itself but now you're continuing the the you know the empowerment method because you're now having these types of discussions um more with younger and younger people and for the young folks on this on this podcast to listen to say okay if I'm in middle school and, and I want to talk about this. These are other people that are also talking about it that are my age. And I want you all to start getting more and more into practice into that so, so that it, is, it becomes your language. It becomes your culture. And it, it, it adds to how you all become more proactive and productive citizens in our community. Ben, do you have anything to add to that? Being part of Action Academy and to see how it evolves over time. Um, it's really, it, there's always been like a steady heartbeat of civics is a lifestyle, right? Like whatever we were learning in Action Academy, all the history, all of the laws, all of this, uh, the politics that goes on into it, it doesn't erase that like it, you can't stop being a, a citizen, right? Can't, you can't really step away from civic engagement. You really do see it in every part of your life, um, from your work to your schools, to your peers and your friends and your family. And so having that perspective open up for me um, really led me to, to like understand that this can also happen for other people. It's really that I think like once you break out into like break the myth that it is a really hard thing to do. Like that I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get started. I don't know who to talk to um, or how do I even change things, right? Like once you break that myth and take the first step, it becomes things that can happen to anyone, anywhere. Um, and I think Elena is like a perfect example of that, right? Because you're still doing this work now. Yeah, definitely. I um, I really enjoyed um, my time with um, 
with the Action Academy program. What's really cool about it is what Marcy was saying, it's a 12 week program. And I think we only met um, twice, twice a week. And it was, um, we were reading with people from, with students from all over, um, from all over, mostly I think it, from Maryland and um, from Washington State, but there are people from different colleges, universities are on there. And we were able to eat and talk with a variety of different people. Um, we were to talk with um, uh, Bob Zellner, who was really interesting. And we were able to watch um, uh, his, uh, bi his biographical film, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, and he was uh, an active member of the civil rights movement. And his, his grandfather was actually a part of the, the Ku Klux Klan and his father as well. But he kind of stepped away from that and realizing that um, there's, there's more to life than that, but I can definitely do something in my community to help with the civil rights movement. And so he's still alive today. He was able to talk about his experience of working with Dr. King and working with um, all these different uh, civil rights leaders, um, even people that we might not know about um, that are not really talked about, but we were able to really dive into um, all of that and just also like going into the different states that Willarcy was saying the different um, rules and <laughs> rules and regulations of, of all these different uh, states and how they deal with voting. Like some states, they don't do, you know, mail-in ballots and some states, you know, you, you can't go in at a certain time. So it's like all these different rules that these different states have. And it's really important to kind of go into that. And, um, and all of this is with college-age students and recent graduates. So it's really interesting to see how, you know, we could talk about that. And it was all, even though it was all virtual, it was really interesting to see how we could still have those conversations. Um, I think it's really important to, I think, have groups like that, even if it's, if it's you know, only for a certain age range, you could definitely find other programs for sure that's for your age group, um, for middle and high school students as well. That's really um, very interesting with that program. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I just want to say I am super proud of you and Ben being grads of the Action Academy program and how that's exactly the formula that we want for our students is we want to equip you all to do, to just continue on the fight and to continue on the work. Um, first of all, all of you who are young in this podcast, the main message in all of this is that civics is a lifestyle because you all will take civics and also take democracy further into the future. You guys are gonna live longer and you will have to do something in this life that will better either yourselves, our communities more importantly, and also just help to heal and fix some of the things that have gone rotten in our society in ways that like we can start to, to preserve and take care of our, our communities, like each other, the planet, like all of that, right? Like that's not radical, that's common sense. So first I just wanna say shout out to the both of you. You guys are amazing, doing awesome, awesome work. Then also engaging other students to do just that, is to talk about these things so that it is a lifestyle. It, it should be a lifestyle to talk about all the things that you're passionate about and ways to, to make change in your community. That's what creates leaders. And I just wanna echo all the chambers out there, echo chambers out there to just say, follow Elena, follow Ben, because you know they are leading really young efforts and young and, and other young folks into a, a future that will better, you know, better our communities and stuff. So, um, um, and so if you're listening to this podcast and you're a, young, a younger person who may not be, you know, in high school yet or in college yet, 
you just look for ways to get closer to that type of civic lifestyle. Ask your parents, ask people who are involved in, in anything that is bettering other other people. And then when you're college age, of course, you you go talk to Elena and say, what was that program again? I want to join now because I'm ready to join. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun program. And I just want to say that Ben and Elena are living proof that you can be young, you can be passionate, and you still can go out there and make civics a lifestyle. Well, thank you so much, uh, Marcy, for that, for sure. And uh, definitely uh, for you all on this podcast, once you guys get into uh, college, definitely hit me up and, you know, you know, ask me what the program was about. I'm sure, obviously, you'll still be around, of course. And, uh, um, you know, you, you guys can always, um, uh, you know, hit me up or contact me for anything, for sure, about that. So that's definitely very good to know. Um, so we're going to um, wrap up here, but is there anything um, lasting words? I mean, I, I think that those are pretty good words to, uh, to um, think about for sure, but um, uh, Larcy or um, Bing, do you have any last minute um, uh, words you can give to the scholars, but also our listeners as well on um, just being, you know, uh, a leader in their, in their own way, even if they're not, you know, of agent, how can they, you know, still make an impact? Yeah, I'll start. Um, I will say being leader is not always like, you know, the person at the front, the person who talks the loudest or talks the most, right? Um, being a leader is really knowing when and where you're the most effective and how does that effectiveness create the change that you want to see? So don't get wrapped up in like, oh, I gotta like lead this movement or like, I gotta be at the forefront of whatever is happening because that's how you make change. Um, that's definitely not true. And being a leader is recognizing that in yourself and, you know, taking people along for the ride. I totally echo all of that. Just because somebody is a leader does not mean they're at the top, they're at the front, they're the loudest, or they're supposed to be because they're at the front, top, loudest, whatever. Being a leader just also starts with yourself. And you, the, the way you lead is to say, how can I help others? How can I be of service of others? Thinking about others is already a leadership mentality. And so how do you do that? Even if you are at home and you understand mom had a long day, and so you say, okay, well, I'm going to go put away the dishes or I'm going to go take out, take out the trash, for example, even though she's not asking you right now. If you're thinking about others and how you can help improve that situation, that in itself is, is also a really easy step to be a leader. And you have in, in the confidence that you gain from helping somebody, it also feeds you. So you don't have to go climb a mountain and be at the top of the mountain and say, yep, I made it, now I'm a leader. No, think about the smallest things because the smallest things also build up and they build up to those things, uh, to the big things because it's getting you into that habit. And that's what we want to do for young folks. How do we train the habit so that the habit becomes a behavior and then the behavior becomes a character? Um, and so easy, easy steps. So we... We, you know, we recommended some small things for you all to do from this podcast, 
Um, if you don't remember any of that, you can totally hit rewind and listen to, again, some of those things. Um, but yes, major kudos to Elena for putting this on. And also our panel for um, this, this podcast, you guys are super young and super uh, eager to want to make some impact and create some long lasting change. So I'm excited to see what you grow into as your leaders uh, in your own community. And then, um, and then when it's time, and if you are of college age at some point, um, now or into the future, totally hit us up. We will welcome you in Action Academy, and we will help you um, get to your position and or the passionate, the, the things that you're passionate about will help you get there, absolutely. Yes, thank you so much, um, Darcy and Bing, for coming on. It's really an honor to have you guys come on again and, and um, talk with the, the students on here and reconnecting. And definitely to the, to you all, to the um, scholars, to Priya, Zion, Sydney, and uh, Kaylin Sanon, but definitely to him as well, um, that you all definitely have the, the power to make change. And, you know, although you may not feel like a, a leader in, in a sense, for sure, like sometimes I don't feel like I'm a leader because I'm not always the loudest in the room, but it doesn't have to be that way, like Larcy was saying. Um, you can definitely make small steps in, in other ways and create change that way. So um, do you all have anything else to add, um, Priya, Zion, or Sydney, or do you have anything else to say before we sign off? No, I think this was a really good conversation. Yeah, so I've just been sitting back and listening to you guys talk about civic engagement, what it is, how you perform it. And I've just, I'm just really appreciative to be able to, you know, to learn honestly, because, you know, Knowledge is power. And I believe that, because honestly, I just thought when I first heard what civic engagement was, I just thought it was, oh, it's just community service. But I mean, obviously people are making you do community service for a reason. It's to help your community, it's to give back. And like you said, um, I believe it was Larcy that said it. Like you said, it's always good to help others you know, it's always good to help others if necessary, if you can, you know, because you want somebody to help you in it and if you were in need. So, um, yeah. And also, I just wanted to add, there is unity. There's power in unity. Excuse me. There's power in unity. And if if we just all come together for like different, uh, like different move, like for the move, like eh, for different movements and stuff like that we can we can change the world you know we don't have to sit back and say oh i saw that on tv oh you know that no if we actually come together and plan and do things the right way then you know we could change a whole lot a whole lot whatever you do don't ever stop trying whatever you do don't ever stop trying yes definitely for sure and uh thank you all so much for a great conversation. Um, Larcy and Bing will definitely be in contact for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Leap and uh, Colin Power can definitely do something again in the future. So thank you again so much. And to our listeners, thank you and hope you enjoy this uh, conversation. Thanks, Elena. Good to talk to everyone. Thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs>Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Dream Big Podcast. 
Thank you to our guests, Ben and Larcy. You both provided great advice and insight on how young people can be leaders in their own way while being able to make a difference even if they might not be eligible to vote yet. And as always, thank you to the podcast team for always bringing insight to our conversations. And for our listeners, please visit our website, www.leep2collegefoundation.org for more information regarding our programs and services. Take some time to also visit our social media pages, such as our Instagram page, Leap to College Foundation, Inc., I-N-C., and our YouTube channel, L2C Dream Big. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take some time and make sure you leave a review for us. You can also leave ratings for us on Spotify. Ratings can help us improve our content and allow more people to find our podcast. Be sure to look out for another episode later on this month. Thank you for listening. See you next time.